What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Please give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of haters, you can only be great. It is your boy, Steven City P. Watson. As always, back online, my partner in crime. Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges. Never need an a.k.a. And together, that will make us... Goddamn brother. And it's here, we here, we here again. It is Thursday, September 20th. Yes, yes, 2019. Yes. Summer is almost over. Summer Summer has been damn near gone, okay? But, Summer. man, my favorite time of the year is almost Summer over. is... He, he, he just Look. don't know that the girl just don't want to be with him. Look, she, man. she done, she done, she done tuned out mentally, but he's still around. Summer, just break up. Man, it's done. We're done. I'm never gonna be done with summer, dear summer. I'm missing so much. It feels like summer. I gotta, we, we probably gotta do something this summer weekend. Time. This is kind of go out for one time. But anyway, we glad y'all are tuning in for another week. We have a hell of a topic for y'all. The line, the title might be Gazoo's, but we're about to hit you something with very, very controversial. But first, we got a little something we like to call Town Hall Business. Business. Mr. Bridges, what you got? I would like to give a shout out to our affiliates. So shout out to WIAN Radio in Memphis, Tennessee. Did I Tennessee. say Memphis, Tennessee? Okay. Tennessee. Shout out to Scene Chicago Radio, where you can catch Dante Bridges with all of the latest and happening articles. We <laughs> want you to go check that out. Also, I want you to get to the lines, ladies, and tell us, do men love you? Do men love you? Also, I want you to check out iHeartRadio if you want to catch the brothers. Check out iTunes, I, him, and all the places that you can find the brothers. We are nothing but a Google away. Get to your phone calls. Get to your phone lines, baby. Call it. You're on the line. This nigga just did a whole radio segment, okay? So anyway, shout out to our fellow brothers and the brothers of... Also, shout out our official DJ JMC. Shout out, shout out our boy uh, Reggie Price. Where I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Doubt it. Shout out to our young bull Ryan Watkins. He just dropped the episode today. This new episode of At My Mama's Table is on the hub. Be sure to check that out. Check that out. Baby. And of course, shout out to you, our lovely, lovely audience. Some of y'all ugly though, so shout out to y'all too. Yeah, shout out to y'all, y'all, for being who y'all are in y'all own special way. <laughs> you sound like a mama trying to bring self-confidence. Look, I, somebody <laughs> got to write this shit around here. I mean, shit. we we every episode, we feel like we gang and gang this shit. Like, if I don't you're ugly, find somebody that like your ugly people. I don't, Just you find, know. If, if you're ugly, find somebody that like ugly people. Right. If you got a bald head, find a woman that like bald head men. If you got a big nose, find somebody like you got big ass head. Find somebody that like big ass heads. Nigga, I'm just thick. Fuck you. You got a big yeah. ass head. Big I got a globe head. You got a big ass head. No, live. Fuck you. Anyway, <laughs> before we get going, let's talk about. Are we done with our? Yeah, we done. With okay, we done with that. So let's get with what's really good. You, know, out. you ain't getting no shout outs. Did you give a shout out? I did a shout outs. Oh, I'm sorry. I got consumed. Yeah, you consumed with your big ass head. <laughs> it's a globe. Globe head. I'm like a, a fucking basketball. Call a globe trotter. Gah! Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get started. What, what's really good out here in the streets? What's good out here? Um, I really ain't got really much, but I want to really kind of talk about the man who is singing the opera right now in the courthouse. His name is Takashi Six 
Nine. I, I saw Steven. He, 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 Man. Uh, he went to Pets Mark. He, he, this he, nigga out here is tricking on the cold squad. Everybody going down. I saw when Toto made the song uh, Kissing You. I, I mean, there. we knew it was coming, but wow. Cupcake is, got a new Twinkie coming out. If you want it, you want it. He didn't take it on the whole Treyway Bloods. He just going after everybody. He just said, fuck that. This nigga was involved. That nigga was involved. She was involved. He was involved. Snoop Dogg is a crip. Y'all, like, y'all we, knew that. We knew that. Okay. He just named, but recently he just named dropped Cardi B and Jim Jones as Treyway Bloods. Treyway, apparently. But they already know Cardi B and them. That's how they, that, that's their whole model. Yeah. But they knew that. But in the courtroom, they made, he made it official, I guess, in their own way. So it's kind of like, man, what the fuck is he doing? You down at the whole squad? He talking about Trippy Red too. Mm-hmm. I think he talked about some other dudes and this undercover cops that he was working with. Like he's just going off the rails, just telling all. It was like, nigga, do he still got that rainbow hair? It hurt. Is growing out. It's like he's going natural. It's natural hair color. Got to get your ends done. The ends. Is <laughs> done. But the problem I'm understanding with this shit is that he. It's still going to be locked up to a certain extent. Most definitely. I mean, all the stuff he was doing, he's not just going to get out and walk out after he get finished snitching on everybody. He at least going to have to serve. I, I bet you he's going to serve at least two, three years. He's going to serve Where? something. In minimal security? No, they're going to take him to a federal pen. But they I might, think they, I, you know, I think they might put him in like solitaire just so he won't get killed. Club fed. They're going to take him to club fed, you know. All right, just so he won't get killed by another inmate. Because so. he don't want a participation award for all this snitching. They gonna, oh, man. They're going to take him somewhere give him ice cream for all this. String him, <laughs> string his ass up if you're going to fucking gym pop. I swear to God. Now, man. You know, you, you knew that this nigga wasn't really a thug when you put him on and made him a blood and gave him a record deal and told him to... Start beef with all and everybody out there. You knew he wasn't really mm-hmm. a gangster. You kind of brought it on yourself, to be quite honest with you. I ain't bringing on me. I didn't give a fuck about the nigga other than the fact that he came in Chicago because he was the king of Chicago. Now, that was a little bit disrespectful. Well, that's what I'm saying. You brought all this on yourself. You I knew what type of dude he was. I never fuck with the catch. I'm not talking about okay, you. I'm, I'm talking about the public. Sorry. You knew that he wasn't a gangster. He's a troller. Yeah. He's not a gangster. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a big difference. He is a snitch. <laughs> In every sense of the word, he's a fucking snitch. Uh, uh, McDonald's don't use real meat. I'm, I'm I mean, <laughs> just the snitchiest of snitches. He gonna win a Grammy off this whole story, off this whole scene he's doing right now. But anyway, man. But we done with that shit. Like, I can't even... That just went on bomb my mind. Like, wow, this homie really snitching on the game. I think it's time we dive into the topic, man. Can't, do we have to? Yeah, man, this is tough. So we gonna recalibrate for a minute. We gonna take twenty seconds for y'all to get familiar and comfortable with the brothers. Adjust your sets, adjust your mind. Adjust what's about to happen because we about to dive into something that's real serious. And we hope that y'all tune in and got your mind ready. You got your mentals in order. Okay. Do we ever? Well, I do. I don't know about you. I think you do. You think? Do you? Sometimes I need to be a little imbalanced to make a great show. You know, it, it be like that, man. I, I understand. So let's do it. Let's talk about where the real man at in the household. What a real man at in the house? Yeah, the real real man. What you talking about? Where the real man at? Oh, oh, oh yeah. See, he's trying to see. Look, he's scared. He's scared. Okay. Dude, what am I being scared of? All right. Okay. I, I could do it. Let me do it. Go, ahead, you do it. Then. Okay. What we really want to talk about today, <laughs> did you see how he tried to wiggle out of that? 
What we <laughs> if I had a rule out, slap no hand. <laughs> okay, what we are talking about today is a very, very polarizing subject. It deals with the fact of the black household, but the separation of the black household and what it's caused. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things that it is causing yeah. is homosexuality in the generation that's coming up. So in a nutshell, we're asking the question, is single parent households causing the increase of homosexuality in the black community? Let them drink that in for a second. Don't hear Because you know what? Don't swallow it too quick. No swallow it. Okay, so you wanna know why I'm gonna I'm you have to beg you have to pardon me because I gotta take a little credit for this. Because it was a question around a week ago we had a discussion and it was a question that I kind of wanted to myself. It was like a stat line. I'm like, I wanna know what the stat is of single mothers and homosexuality in the black household. I kinda wanna know what the correlation was. I wonder if there was a stat line for it. And it kinda then blossomed into where we're sitting here right now today. But it actually is kind of like a worthwhile conversation. We need to have this one. Yes, it is. So I would then start off by asking you, what do you feel about homosexuality being caused in a single household? <laughs> you are so nervous. I, I am like really <laughs> nerve-wracked about this conversation. It's, it's really nothing to be nervous about because this is something that is actually affecting the black community. Mm-hmm. It's many ways it's affecting the black community. Okay, so you know what? Let's segue a little bit. Can I defer one question? Let's get something out in the air. What do we feel about homosexuality in general? I feel that homosexuality has always been a part of the human condition. I believe that homosexuality has been around. Maybe I'm not going to say the beginning of time, but it has been around as long as we know what history was. So, although we say that homosexuality is abnormal, you see homosexuality in the animal kingdom. You see homosexuality as a form of, uh, you know, making contracts amongst the uh, bonobos. That's a, a different type of primate. So, it's not just a human condition. It is basically a worldwide condition. It, it spans beyond the human species. So, a lot of times we get so kind of about this thing called being gay and being homosexual and lesbian and the LGBTQ community uh, movement. Did what? I said I was gonna say community, but okay. I switched and said movement. Okay. Um, that we don't realize that this has been something that's been going on since damn near antiquity. So let's let's get off of the awkward course here. Well, you kind of <laughs> you referred to it as a little bit of a condition. Like condition is kind of like a word that's kind of like. A condition, like you're saying, it's affliction, almost like it's a something you brought condition, upon. Condition, state, mm-hmm. environment, uh, physiological ecosystem. However, you want to put it, this is something that has been a part of the human experience since the beginning. So it should not be something that maybe you frown upon it, mm-hmm. maybe you don't like it, maybe you're opposed to it. But you don't have to like it, but you do respect. And what respect means is being aware. That's the definition of respect. 
you have to respect it because it is here. Yeah. So I think as far as you say in an intellectual way, I think as far as us concerned, to in layman's terms, it's not something that we just really kind of not say care about, but it's just, yeah, it's like it's another thing, another day of life. It's not something that we have to put on a pedestal to be oh such a magnifying issue. It's just that's how it is. Now, what I will say about that is, when it gets to the point where it starts to affect the overall community, the black community, yeah. are you moving forward? Do you have healthy families? And not only that, when it starts to become something that's forced upon a person, that's when it becomes an issue. When it starts to take the the turn from being something that was a choice to being something that's pushed as an agenda, that's when it starts to take the turn. And the reason why we're even having this conversation is because it's starting to be an agenda instead of being something that naturally happens in society. Mm -hmm. So that's why we come to this conclusion. And the biggest thing is, you got this single parent household. Because I've, I've asked this question about this because, and this is something that we need to be honest about. And people get pissed off about this. We know they are going to be. Sometimes we don't care. This is about, in my personal aspect, single black mothers in a black household. Because you see now there's more of an abundance. There's, quite frankly, there's more single black mothers in the black household and the black communities than there are single fathers. So, I feel like in my gut, and I'm not, I don't have the exact stats on it, but it's kind of like you start to notice and you walk around, you see it on your TV, you look and feel around your atmosphere, people around you, and, sorry, excuse me, but you start to see a little bit of an upswing of homosexuality. Uh, in the 1970s, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, rest in peace to Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, said that if you remove the black man from the black household, that there is going to be an increase in homosexuality that happens with that boy and that girl. This was done in the 1970s before we even knew anything about Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, YouTube, or anything dealing with that. So. The thing about this is, and the reason why she could come to that conclusion, even in the 70s, is because this is an agenda that has been proacted long ago. See, what I think happens, we get caught up in the fact of it being a celebration of choice Mm -hmm. instead of it being something that is being created to take people out or take away take people away. Take out people. You right. know you get words mixed up sometimes. Well, I think what we're saying is, is we're trying to dilute down some of our of the genetics of certain people. Like, in no, the way, that's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying something a little bit more insidious than that. When so I'm, you're trying to talk about population control? Yes, population control. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing, keeping a people at bay that could actually take over the world. Because what they say is by the year 2052 that the white population... White wow. population is going to hit zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. Now, what that means is everybody is going to mix into the white population to the point where there's not going to be any more offspring created. The ratio of offspring for white people is zero right now, meaning that more are dying than being created. Yeah. So you do have a sort of population control. But they're not trying to control the white population. They're trying to control the minority population. And one way to control it is to not have the black man mate with the black woman, but have the black man mate with the black man and have the black woman mate with the black woman. 
Because you can't have babies that way. Can't have babies that way. Unless you want to talk about something that's artificial. Yeah. Which is that's um, uh, a violation of nature of your own body. True, true. To, this, to that. Degree. How do you feel about the whole situation? I do feel like there, as far as a, a cultural aspect, it it's an attempt to try to normalize it. And I, my thing is, is that why were we attempting so hard to normalize something that should be considered normal as far as normal nature now? I'm not saying you can accept it. It is what the way it is. We cracked jokes about it. We talked about it. We openly discussed it. It's becoming more so of a narrative that's kind of become, why are we still having this conversation? But the reason why I say we're still having this conversation is because having that influence in the household kind of beating to your head, it's kind of making you want to wonder why you're beating this to my head. I, I, I really believe that the reason we're having this conversation is bait and switch. Um, what I mean by bait and switch is, um, like I said at the beginning, if this was only about having a choice of your sex, everybody would mind their business and let that person do what he do. But they're baiting you by saying this is pro-choice and being a celebration while they are doing insidious methods to make the population homosexual. One being the food we eat. You see, Berkeley did a study that showed that the pesticides that they were putting in all of the food, all of the crops that we consume on an everyday basis was turning frogs and different mammals homosexual. And not only that, they were turning their reproductive organs to male to female and the female to male. Now, we have discussed it before, and this is about to be the first time that I am going to rebuttal that. Now, we are talking about animals. Does that specifically affect human beings? Because... Human beings, of course, as we know, are different than animals. And this is what I got to say, which I never said to you. See, the reason why they study it on mice and studying on different selected mammals is, although we are different species, we do share similar genomes, meaning certain genetic expressions that may happen to give you an organ is the same genetic expression that will give a mice an organ. Something that gives you a heart is a genetic expression that will give you a heart. It's called epigenetics. So what they do study is that similarity between human and another type of animal to see does this genetic switch get turned off? Does it get turned on? That's how they know, okay, we can do that specifically to a human because that will get turned off and that won't get turned on. So that's why they actually do the experiment. They don't arbitrarily get an animal and say, okay, we're going to say if a baboon. No, it's, it has to do with genetics. I'm asking these questions. You know, I feel like in a way, and I know some people might feel this, and I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of a, a mental role playing in this shit. If a gay person were to hear this, they would be probably a little bit offended. Probably a lot of bit offended, actually. Probably coming out of their neck. Probably a little upset. Probably questioning your intellect, so on and so forth. And we know that's the type of atmosphere that usually comes with these conversations. So right. the problem with is that is that we're trying to eliminate the emotional aspect and have these conversations without, you know, getting at each other's heads. And then it's always like it's a reflex action. You kind of already know that's how it's going to happen if you were going to say it, but it was a gay person sitting in the seat and you were telling them this. But we got to get past that. 
I understand that it's sometimes it's an uncomfortable conversation. This is just me talking to you on my own thoughts. Okay. I know we have an uncomfortable conversation about stuff like this when it comes to sexuality. Nobody wants their sexuality to be challenged or questioned and they want to live their lives. For the most part in the black community, and I've always said this before, in the black community, I do not think homosexuality is that a severe issue that we have to combat to a certain degree. I think it's more so we don't care. It's not that big a deal to us. If you're gay, you're gay. If you're straight, you're straight. If you're bi, if you're queer, it don't matter to us. Now, it's just, I want, I want, I'm gonna ask you a question because okay. I kind of want you to frame this. So when you say you don't care, do you mean you don't care in the sense of if you, if it's your choice to be whatever you are, let it be your choice. Mm-hmm. That's the way you don't care. Right. Would you care if it was something that started to affect children when they didn't have a choice, whether they were gay or straight? That is the diff. Now that, now that's where we begin to draw the line because I don't care what anyone says or the, whatever science you try to throw at me. I'm going to be completely blunt. I do not believe a child makes a choice about their sexuality at a young age. You can ask questions, but they do not make a decision on their sexuality. So, especially when they not haven't even hit maturity yet, right. to the nature, mature nature yet. So, for you to sit there and tell me if we get to beat this idea of sexuality into the heads of a child who may not be no more than five, six, or seven years old, and kind of grooming them into this level of sexual experience? No, I'm not for that. Let's let's take it back to the original topic that kind of segues into what you were right. saying. Now, right. the original thing you were saying was, does the single black parent household create homosexuality inside of a child? Now, mm-hmm. you we were kind of alluding to the fact of something that is now happening right now. States right. are passing this right now, where schools are actually allowing LGBTQ history to be taught in the school. But they can't even give us proper black history. Exactly. To your first grader, your second grader, your third grader. Not just, you know, your middle grade in high school. Mm -hmm. But to your small, forming, malleable-minded child. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, it has to affect you as far as a single-parent household if your seven-year-old is being taught that they have a choice Mm -hmm. whether they can be gay or straight and not only have a choice... But they are shown the option and what the lifestyle entails if they did choose to be gay at the age of seven. Now, me as a parent, I'm a parent of a four-year-old boy, black boy, and me and his mother is not together. The way it impacts us is you have that single parent household platform right there. Me as a man would not allow anybody to teach my child about LGBTQ gay or whatever you want to call it before I can uh, mold his mind into where I need it to be because he can filter it or can he? No, he can't. So you as the black parent and it's more probably the black father Mm -hmm. is going to be the one that's going to stop certain things to happen. Kind of like that school being taught about gay history. So it affects the black parent, single parent household get affected in the sense you don't have someone to stop, go inside the school system and say, we ain't doing this shit. My son's not going to get taught about this because, you know, and, I, and I'll let Steve talk about this. Uh, tell him a little bit about like the relationship dealing with like that 
boy and the mama and the mama kind of letting certain things slide because like certain things like you know what as a kid when we were we heard as kids growing up wearing the mama's clothing or wearing the mama's makeup right. or playing around with boys at the playground and you know exploration shit like that it's kind of like they will say that whole mindset of boys will be boys or girls will be girls right. and that type of mindset. But you also need to understand that there's also an imbalance in that household because guess what? You don't have a father figure in this role. You don't have a father figure that's going to kind of add that little bit of a male testosterone to balance out the equation a little bit. Right. It's more of a feminine energy now exists in this household. Feminine energy will correlate and transfer over to the children. Now, one of the things that Dr. Francis Chris Wilson did say too is... The reason why you need a man in a household to prevent these things is because when a man is holding a child, particularly a young boy's hand, there's a transfer of masculinity that goes on on a esoteric, spiritual, physiological level, which lets that boy know what masculinity is, feels like, and what it resonates inside of his body. When you don't have a male inside of the household to, on a everyday basis, pass that through his son, the boy goes through what we call the want for male hunger. Now, I will ask this question because this is the one thing that kind of leads to a part of the next question I want to ask is there are any other factors that constant, that couldn't concentrate with this phenomenon? But I will say this. Even if you do have that male father figure in the household, say you do have a balanced household, is that necessary to end all be all the, the decisive factor that will fix that situation or does it need to be fixed because we do know that there are times when we have both a male and a female presence in the household as far as rental units we still have a child that can turn out to be gay right now, and that can be done more so by outside influence and i know this is a, a topic that has sometimes broken up households i've seen people on the internet talk about i kill my son if they end up turn out to be gay and I know that's that's a far, far, far great extreme if you need it, that's not even necessary. But we do know that that type of energy does exist because a father who has bred their child as far as, or say, her son in a very masculine level with that feminine energy still exists can still raise a child that can be gay. Some men who have a problem with that. Some fathers would have a problem with that. It's almost like they feel like they failed their child right? in a way. So they wouldn't be able. So I would say for you, I, since I'm not a father, I would ask you that question. If you say you were in that position and you had a child and your son was, you know, grew up to be homosexual, how would you feel about that? If my son was gay? Yeah. I wouldn't like it at all. You wouldn't Because like it. the reason why I wouldn't like it at all is it affects everything. First of all, it affects him having children. Because now he has a lower percentage of having children and basically having children that has my and his DNA. So my legacy and his legacy doesn't get passed. First of all, it's going to make life a lot more hard for him because he's going to have to go through life with this stigma or he's going to have to hide the stigma, which is going to make life even worse. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want that burden to be passed down on my son. I'm not one of the people that's going to say I will you love your children regardless of what they are, but I'm not one that's going to consciously say that this is what I'll be comfortable, like, and feel like it's going to benefit him in the future. I cannot say that. And to be quite honest with you, I believe that's some of the energy that a lot of these black households is missing. 
A lot of times when you leave a little child that mind is malleable with a woman that may have a more looser approach to the gay phenomenon, mm-hmm. if a child is like a sponge, then she's going to soak up whatever he's around. So if you're around a, a woman that's showing femininity, doesn't have a problem with you know being around gay men may bring gay men into the home and I'm not talking about anything dealing with pedophilia or anything like that but just that energy being around your sponge like minded child I believe at some point it's going to affect the way he perceives the world a man in a household and we talking in generalities there's no absolutes here but generally a man inside the household a masculine man nine times out of ten is not going to allow his son to be around certain things whether it's a threat to him or not so it kind of curves the the happenings the likeliness of certain things happening because you have to understand that and let me expand on that because the, as a father of the household their job is if they don't feel like it's something that might cause harm to their child it's an automatic instinct to protect them from it so this is something that's going to affect the natural progression of their child. Guess what they're going to do? Block it out, remove it from the situation, and let the child be the child. Which I think is a factor that's a lot of people that's alluding, which is this whole teaching of the LGBTQ is kind of affecting letting a child be a child. Why should something of this magnitude of sexuality be taught or be forced to be taught to a child who's grooming into being an adult? I'm gonna give you another angle, okay? And I'm gonna take it metaphorically first. Let's say you was in school, right? You was by yourself, you didn't know nobody, you had no brothers and sisters, you was the only child. It was free bullies, just like it's always in school. Mm-hmm. They came and they wanna fuck with you now. They wanna smack you around, take your lunch money, okay? Yeah. Now, let's say that same person in another scenario, he got three brothers. He got a brother in eighth grade, he got a brother in seventh grade, and he's in fifth grade. Them same three bullies is in that school. Do you think those three bullies is gonna come up and try to smack that kid as quick because he got them two brothers there than if he was alone? Absolutely not. So the same thing that happens on another angle with this males not being in the home with their black boys, their black children. If a man, a strong man is not in that household, there is a better chance of predators preying on the children because they know they have little resistance. And I say little because, yes, mom is a resistance, but a man mm-hmm. is a whole nother type of resistance. You kind of see it yourself. You want to understand this as shameful as it sounds, you can bring up the whole gay pride parade. Remember we saw the videos, a couple videos of these little boys dressing up half naked, right. dancing in the streets, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were getting cheered on, and they're expressing their sexual freedom and their choices. You know, nobody understands how kind of disgusting and creepy that is. Like that's kind of pedophilic. Yes. It's not sexual. It's you know you're not exploring anything. That's perversion. Right. You got a nine-year-old child out there being hypersexual with a group of adults. Yeah. That's perversion. That has nothing to do with expressing or celebrating what you are. That is perversion. Now, we do understand that there are people of the gay community that we are not for that or don't consider that that much of a big of a deal. You know you're free to have the right to uh, you have your own opinions about that. Me, personally, as a man, a black man, I have a problem with that because I don't think there's something that you should be doing that to your child. 
I would not have my child exploited like that in public like that. Whether they be gay, straight, bi, whatever the hell it is. I don't really do that whole foot in the door type of theory. And what I mean by that is, if you got a nine-year-old child that's having a good celebration with a whole bunch of adults and being hypersexual, now you are letting it be normal for a nine-year-old to be sexual around adults. So now that has put a foot in the door towards if maybe, uh, let's say nine out of 10 of the people don't even think on that sexual level, but that one person, that one man that might look at that child in a sexual way, now you've put that foot in the door for them to make advances right. because you've acclimated him to what a sexual environment is. Now let's say that man wants to put his hands on his shoulder as he dance. Right. Now let's say that man want to put his hand on his back. Now he wants to rub his chest. Now you're just creating an environment that invites certain things that a man in a household is not going to put up with. Right. I know not me. No. Uh, well, now we know where that, that Mossberg 590 be on that axe. Now we know where this segue is set to because now we're going to go into the level of one of the conservative things that has been affiliated with the LGBTQ, and that's the letter P, pedophilia. Which, and now people are going to say, well, whoa, 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 wait, LGBTQ doesn't associate with something like that. That's whatever you want to argue that that's fine, but the correlations exist. They kind of right there in your face. They kind of shouldn't that make you uncomfortable. I know people want to protect their sexualities and their lifestyles, and that's all. That's all well and good. But y'all gotta see the line in the sand. Y'all gotta see. You gotta just take the blinders off and kind of see what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. And ain't that we got a problem with what you're doing with your life? You grown. Do what you want to do. Grown. Do what you do. But take that away from the kids. Because that's not for them. Just like I would not have sex in front of a child. Bring, don't bring your sexuality in front of a child. No. Okay? It's, it's the same then let, It's the old saying, let the kids be kids. Let them grow up, and then when they get to a certain age, and they're old enough and mature to understand the decisions that they make in life will dramatically affect their way of life, then let them do what they want to do. Hold on, I gotta just say one thing. We had a, a couple of people that asked if they can go on live. Sorry, we can't go on live with you because if we do, then it breaks up, you know, the flow going back and forth to the show. Wish we could. Maybe right. in, in the future we will be able to we're do gonna that. We're going to try to, I promise we want to do that. We're going to try to work that out. We are going to work that out indeed. Yes. We're not trying to shy away from no conversation about this. Trust me. But we are willing to definitely have this conversation with anybody. I'll tell you another angle about, uh, you know, single parent households creating homosexuality in children or homosexuality in general. Now, we joke about this sometimes, and I want y'all to hear this out. Now, we all know that if a boy or girl, more than likely a boy, is in a house with a single parent, naturally that person is gonna have a little bit more time on their hands because that single parent is probably working to provide, right? Mm -hmm. So, that causes the boy to get into all different types of things, especially if he's in an urban environment all different type of mischief all boys are mischief but sometimes the mischievous can lead to criminality getting in something that can get him locked up now this is the angle one of the ways that single parent households create homosexuality and later on in life if you lead a child down the road of getting locked up 
a criminal, becoming somebody that goes inside of the prison system. Nine, I'm not gonna say nine times out of 10, but there is a good chance of that boy that is now a man in that prison system taking on homosexual activities. Because you have to understand the environment that they're in. There is no female presence there. Right. And you're talking about a room full of grown men. But you say, well, if they're my own grown men, then they should act more like men. Grown men that probably have not seen a woman or felt a woman or experienced a woman in years, maybe decades. They're going to go to the next best thing, in which is the one that's lesser on the food chain. So I want y'all to really look at this and, and really think about it. Anybody that's out here committing crimes, whether you're young or old, if you're not into being in a homosexual environment, then I would suggest that you stop committing crimes because you nine times out of 10 are going to get caught in some type of way. Might not be today, might not be tomorrow, might not be next year, but you're going to get caught. And if you don't want to put yourself in that type of environment, then you need to be as far away as possible from criminality and one thing that they do show is that single parent households correlate to kids getting into criminal mischief which can cause them to go into the system now i said prison but trust me there is this homosexuality in the juvenile systems too so you get your little 12 year old boy locked up and he goes to cook county juvenile system over here on western there is homosexuality inside of that system as well. I give you a prime example. If you're old enough to remember when this it was a it was in the projects, this little boy had got thrown off a building. Do you remember this? It was a long time ago. A little boy, two boys had threw this little boy off a project building. Okay. They both they killed the boy. Both of them went to juvenile systems. One of the boys was so bad that they had to send him in isolation because he continued to sodomize the juvenile inmates while he was in there. Mm. So the presence of that type of environment exists even at that young of an age. So if a single parent household can, not saying always, but can more than likely create this mischief where your child can get into this type of environment, then it behooves you to create an environment with that man and that woman so that you can keep an eye on this child or arm's distance with that child. And the best way you can do that is put that child in a two-parent household. Now, I'm not saying that it, it, you know, I'm not telling you to put them in a messed up household, but you two come together to create the healthiest environment that you two possibly can. That's what I'm talking about, okay? I... I had a I had a thought when you said that about a child being aware of certain things and their behavioral patterns like that. Because now we're diving into behavioral, and that makes me kind of question this: if a child is aware of the behavior of what they do to another child, as far as a malicious intent. Does that mean, as a child, they're more aware of their sexuality? Because I think that's what we I've been kind of rebuttaling against the entire time. I think that most... I think sexuality is normal, okay? Okay. So, sexuality also sometimes is not linear. A child has a malleable mind. Means that it can go any way. It's the theory of nature versus nurture, okay? Mm -hmm. Nurturing it means that if I keep on giving this child 
homosexual movies, homosexual environment, homosexual situations, then I can mold that child to believe that this is normal and something to do whether he wants to do it or not. So that's where we get caught up. That's where the whole big agenda kind of falls on his head because we're acting like you can't be nurtured into this type of behavior. And they have shown that you can be nurtured inside this behavior because if you couldn't, a man that went into the prison system would never ever result to something that goes against his heterosexual behavior. So it is a way that could make a straight man turn a straight. And let's just think about a young little boy, a young little girl that's experienced molestation, that's experiencing an uncle or going to school and having someone touch them. And their minds are still malleable, not shaped yet. And that physical experience, let alone with that spiritual, because when someone enters your body, you take on their habits. That's spirituality right there, spirituality 101. That all combines together. And if you are still forming, it is going to be a part of you. Not all the time, but it's a better chance. Because it's something like situations like that tend to, as traumatic as those be, as they get older, they have to work through those emotions. Man, I'm getting blown up. Yeah, because you got quite a conversation going on here. So, but with that being said, what does that say about black relationships, though? It says that black relationships is in the crap hole and we need to get it together because it's bigger than us. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's bigger than us. It's The fight that you had with your old lady is bigger than y'all not liking each other if y'all got kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, I'm going to I'm going to eat this pill, too, because I have been a victim of, you know, me and my the mother of my child not getting along to the point where we had to separate, and not talk to each other mm-hmm. with a child being there. So it affects this. This relationship thing has to get back on track. Because we're looking at it like it only affects us. We got a self-centered way of looking at relationships. Mm-hmm. We only look about if it's affecting me, if it's hurting me. Not to say, you know, if you are in pain, you shouldn't, you know, get away so you can be better. But you need to look at the whole situation. Because these situations happen with young children all the time when their parents split. I got one more example. I was with a girl when I was 18 years old. She had a ex-boyfriend that she was with. Now the ex-boyfriend, she said the reason why they separated was because he came out and said that he was bisexual. Now that's one thing. But the reason why he said he was bisexual was because when his single mother was raising him, she used to let him get babysit by a man that was 18. And that man used to do certain things to him that I'm not going to mention because I'm just not going to mention them. He said to the girl, he said to the ex, my ex, it caused me to grow a feeling towards it. I'm saying this verbatim what she said. It caused me to grow a feeling towards it. And now this man went from being bisexual at 18 to being a full-fledged gay man now. Okay, you wouldn't run up on him. He's 6'3", 297 pounds. He ain't, he, he ain't nothing to mess with. But as far as his sexual preference is concerned and how uh, that act influenced him to go one way. Mm-hmm. 
more than others. And the thing is, is that if you believe that's not correct, then let's look at it this way. Do you believe in hypersexuality amongst black men? And I'm not asking you, I'm asking the general public. Because we've heard the stories of the rites of passages that young black men have to go through when they have to, like when you get that nice, let's say for the female, let's go for the natural order. Um, a male, a young boy is being babysit by an older woman, an older female person. She could be 16, 17, 18. And let's say they talk about sexual exploration. We've seen it time and time again. Most men at a young age, boys at a young age, are being given their first sexual experiences by a woman that's significantly older than them. That understands that. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't want to say backbreaking. That's not proper terminology I want to use. It's, kind of, it's a grooming process. Okay. It's a form of grooming inside you're developing this, this mindset and the behavioral pattern of what it takes to be a man in the environment of sex with the person that you're engaging sex with. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we've seen that have that impact. Now let's go ahead and flip the switch and say that that was a man was babysitting your son instead of a woman. And you don't think that same atmosphere doesn't work or same pattern doesn't work? We've seen it work with women. What we say doesn't work with men? Nature versus nurture. It can always be nature, exactly. So in the essence, it's not something that is just, oh, that's just not inaccurate. That's not true. We've seen this. We grew up in this. You can't be in your 30s and being a black man in the city of Chicago without seeing a thing or two, experiencing a thing or two, going through some hard times. You know how many stories have we heard about that we've even told to our poor brothers and they told us about, man, back in the day when I lost my opportunity when I was like 12, 13, 14 years old and sure it was bad. And you never thought about it and said, yo, you know what you were like probably raped. Yeah. Like that's statutory rape, bro. You were raped as a kid, but you were told it was a rite of passage. Now, like I said, now just flip the script and let it be a man raising your child, putting him through that rite of passage. Let's take. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Will you? No, 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 go ahead. I just, I was I just wanted to take 20 seconds to, you know, for everybody to clear your palate. You know, we're going to reset things a little bit, you know, give a couple of shout outs and everything. Okay. So shout out to, and if you are in the Chicago area, I want y'all to go check out a play called Get Out on Saturday at the Auditorium Theater. Okay. It's the actual play now. They done made a play out of it. And one, you know, one of my friends is in it. So I want you to check out Get Out. This is the play. This is the orchestra. This is going to be something a little bit different than you've ever seen. It's the Auditorium Theater. That's Roosevelt University for those who don't know. So most people know if you're from Chicago where Roosevelt is. So I want you to go there, tune in, support it. It's going to be good. It's going to be better than good. It might even be great. So I want y'all to go and tune and check that out. It costs a lot. But you got money. You got it. I, I ain't got no more shout-outs at this point, but <laughs> I got a little more time to ask this one question. All right. Now, we talked about a lot of the things about the effects of single-parent household, 
about the homosexuality in in the black community. We discussed the pros and cons, mostly the cons, and that's the issue of this when this is upbringing in homosexuality. Mm. So the thing is, is that what are the solutions? What are the solutions that we can do as a community, as a whole, to balance this out, so to speak? I think the first thing we need to do is realize that not everybody that's you know, homosexual is just born that way. There's certain things, certain environmental things that can happen to a person that can make them take that lifestyle on. So once we understand that this ain't always just choice, you know, you can you can be kind of persuaded to go that way mm-hmm. and on a physiological level, then we can start saying, okay, if you can be persuaded, then maybe we need to take away the stuff that could persuade people, like the homosexuality that's all throughout our TVs on ABC at four o'clock in the afternoon when your child get off school. Maybe some of the pride parades where they have nine-year-olds shaking their butt and thongs in front of men. A lot of the things we can start coming to the conclusion of, you know what, let's not just look at this like everybody is free to do whatever they want. Because now we see that this can really affect my child. Even if my child was straight, this might can lure him to another level. And I will agree. I wanted to say that just to say that I want to be free to do what I want and live how I want. It's a a very vague, at some point it's a vague, excuse me, at some point it's a very vague and for lack of a better word, a bullshit excuse Mm. to neglect to negate the fact of what's going on. Like you got the you got freedom of speech to say whatever you want. Exactly. But I also got freedom to beat your ass if you disrespect any of my family. Exactly. Including my child. So see how it goes? Yeah. So let's not try to sugarcoat this or pepper this up with saying it's free will. This is not free will. It's never has been about free will. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to influence a generation to see your mindset and be in your mind and do what you want them to do. I do believe that one solution is is that we need to have more discussion. Matter of fact, I would say it's always easy to say we have more discussion, but we need more action about this. You know what the brothers need to do, man? We need to have town hall meetings for real. We need to have real times where we get together, like on in Bronzeville, where we rent the Harold Washington Cultural Center and throw real town hall meetings where we can come together and discuss things like this. This yes. is what we need to do. And the brothers need to do that. And we need to start doing this. And we understand we're gonna Yeah, that's good idea. We need to start doing that and we need to start opening the dialogue and we need to have some real conversation without everybody getting in their feelings about this. Because if there's something closed-minded about some people who say things, open the mind. Let's have these discussions. Let's talk about it. But let's also put some action out there. Because we're in a state of disarray about stuff like this. And this is only a microcosm to the bigger picture. But we still stuck on this microcosm. We shouldn't be, but we are. And so if we're going to get look at the bigger picture, we need to start handling issues like this. Another thing that I just don't understand, you have actual reports, like I said, the ISIS reports by Dr. Francis Cress Welton. You have the Moynihan reports that was written in the 1960s that predicted if we do the things we're doing with social media, the TV, and everything that we do, that the black household is going to break apart and homosexuality is going to run rampant. They predicted this over 70 years ago. 
This is not something that's abnormal. It's not something that's new. They knew that this would happen. But they also will go on to the record as saying they will try to devalue the people who made that, who make these reports, who break these articles that they're calling, like you say, quacks or they're going... This was, and, and, and I, I don't even know if you call it refuting or not, but this was done by CIA. This was done by people that study population control. The people that are trying to do population control, that create projects like Iron Fist for black extremists, that created the uh, infiltration of Dr. Martin Luther King or Louis Farrakhan to get into the Islamic uh, Muslim FOI movement. These are the people that be choreographing all the things that break apart black movements. They study this shit like a science because it's called military science. For people to try to feel like this is some type of arbitrary of this uh, lackluster flow to the mind, we just gonna throw an agenda together. No, let's no, say what it is. They've they they been doing these types of agendas for hundreds and hundreds of years. Let's it, say it's, what, it's what it is. Because they're saying it. it's like they what a buzzworthy term they call the whole temporary. That's what they're basically saying. But see, saying this, is. this is the thing. You have to transcend from people with agendas to what they call marginalize what reality really is. Mm. Yeah, it's cool for you to say hotepery, but the people that's actually trying to make this agenda want you to do that shit so you can turn your back and say, oh, I forget about that. And they can keep on doing what they're doing by passing a homosexual agenda to influence your little babies. That's what they want you to do. They want you to look at your brother and say, you a hotep nigga. I ain't going to follow you. Turn my back. And then I infiltrate and influence your little baby. That's what they want you to do. So call a nigga a hotel and then allow for the system to do the same thing you've been doing for the past seven years. Okay? It's your choice. Freedom of choice, freedom of speech. But you got to live with your consequences. And if you got somebody that's telling you that's not coming from an emotional standpoint, but it's telling you from facts and studies and not theories, but facts and studies and studies and facts, then at some point, even if you don't believe it, it behooves you to just check it out and see, well, maybe he might have a little point. Let me see. That's all I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is, is keep it away from the kids. That's all I ask. That's on me. <clears throat> I'm sorry, my throat. I apologize for me clearing my throat, but that's all I'm saying. Keep it away from the kids because they're young. They need to be nurtured. I always, I'm always a very, very, very adamant person about letting the kids be kids. All they need is to be disciplined when the time comes to be disciplined, and allow them to learn when it's time for them to learn. But this is to an extreme that I just can't rock with, and I don't think any normal person who's a parent would be able to rock with that. If you're able to rock with that, as we said before. That's all power to you. You make that you do what you want to do with your raising of your child. I'm not the type of person that's gonna tell another person how to raise your kid. But hey, if the things come down and there's situations that you don't like come from this, you make that choice. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't rock that way. I think that's where the difference comes in. But as always, we wish we could keep going further, but we are officially out of time. Before we do anything, man, okay, we'll go I think you got a shout out that you got to tell the people about that's happening on Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. We haven't done this in a minute, so we're going to do it this time. We are bringing back the relationship roundtable, ladies and gentlemen. It's the end of summer, and we need to talk about what stuff we've been up to this summer. 
and it might be a little <clears throat> um, what's, um, what's a good word to say that um, vulgar it might be eye opening it might be freaky a little bit hey man I but we're going to talk about it. <laughs> we're absolutely going to talk about it. Because I think one thing we need to do is do at these relationship roundtables is that we all have to learn how to get better with the interactions with the person that with our significant others. In the summertime, we know a lot of shit can pop off. We need to talk about that, though. And I mean, it's not going to just be me. It's not going to just be him. We're going to be joined by a very good couple good friends and new people that we just met. Of course, our brothers in the Brothers Hub, Ryan Watkins and Reggie Price will be tuning and joining us. And we're going to have a discussion. It's going to get real. We're going to hear a lot of opinions and we're going to hear a lot of rebuttals. But y'all can feel free to tune in this Saturday. It's going to get real. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Tune in next week as we talk about women and the men that you love. Join your host, Dante Chase Bridges, as we go over some of the most electrifying topics on the Brothers Radio. This is not the love connection. I don't give a... I don't give a... People, we glad that you tuned in. We will see you next week. And like always... Peace. He got a migraine. Look at him. All right, man. Is this like the love connection or something's going on over here?